Welcome to the first episode of the Self Advocacy Club. I'm Belle, I'm a UK-based lawyer and a self-advocacy coach. Today, I'm gonna to share with you my journey, which has been filled with challenges, personal, professional, and moral. My mission is to empower you to navigate the situations in the most powerful way possible. The goal is for you to be your own advocate. Whether you're a young entrepreneur, a student, a fellow professional, or just curious about the life that I've navigated in the legal lane, I hope that my story resonates with you. Now in this series, I'm going to confide in you about some of the most intense conflicts that have arisen for me. They may be at work, dealing with workplace bullying, having judges scream at me at court, navigating sexual harassment, cutthroat colleagues, losing friends, wardrobe malfunctions, microaggressions, and many more hurdles that I have reflected on and strengthened from. I'm hoping that I can share these experiences with you and that we can grow together. Not only have I had time to reflect, but I've also had the opportunity to grow and learn lessons from these experiences. Each challenge has taught me something which I want to share with you. I'm hoping that by going through those hard parts, you won't have to. You just get the growth. Now, self-advocacy is a crucial skill that plays a pivotal role in personal and professional satisfaction. It involves speaking up for yourself, asserting your own needs, your own rights, and taking responsibility for your own growth and your success. Now, as you become a leader throughout your career, it's even more important to hone in on those skills of self-advocacy. If you don't feel comfortable self-advocating, if you shy away from speaking up for yourself, then to put it simply, you're less likely to grow and you're less likely to climb that career path because you're not self-advocating, you're not asserting yourself and you're not showing up as a leader. In short, learning to master the art of self-advocacy will help you navigate a career path that makes you proud and makes you feel good. Now, I want to start at the beginning. I want to tell you what my own motivations are. I want to tell you why I enjoy getting out of bed in the morning on a Monday, why I don't get the Sunday scaries. Now, it's so important to know why you are motivated. What is driving you? For me, I personally have always been interested in social justice. When I was young and a child, I remember going on an anti-Iraq war march with my family and millions of others. Somehow, Throughout the whole process, I still felt powerless over our system. I wanted to know how I could make a change, and I felt inspired in that moment to, at the very least, try to make a change, try to make an impact. I remember handwriting letters to the Prime Minister at the time, Tony Blair, over and over and again, and as an 11-year-old girl, I was asking him, please take my pleas seriously, but again and again, over and over, I received standard acknowledgement letters just saying, thank you for your input, but we're going to press ahead with what we were always going to do. It was clear that my letters were falling on deaf ears. Now, whilst you might say, yeah, clear rejection, door closed in your face, you learned early what rejection was. Actually, it acted as motivation for me. Even at that young age, it lit a fire in me. It's important that we identify what drives us to do what we do and remind ourselves of that too. So that when we are having a day off, 
when it doesn't feel worth it and when you want to throw the towel in, we remember the why. Why do we do this? What makes us passionate? And the reason why I say this is because I'm going to be speaking to you about some very big ups that I've had, but I'm also going to be telling you about some extremely big lows. And the downs would only be worth it if I was 100% bought in on my life and where I was headed. It has to be worth the sacrifices, the late nights, the imposter syndrome, the micromanagers, the workplace bullies. You get it. You have to be passionate about it. I finally now know why when I was a teenager, I got told by my teachers, by my mentors, by family and friends, you got to love what you do. You really do need to buy in on some level, right? And in today's episode, what I want to do is I want to peel back the layers on a profound truth that resonates across our lives and our careers, the importance of loving what you do. Now, I want to share with you a quote that I found, which is from Steve Jobs. And he said that the only way to do great work is to love what you do. And there is a different angle on that. So when we say love what you do, it's not just about pursuing pre-existing passions that you already have. It's not about me saying, I love the gym, so I'm going to quit what I do and I'm going to be a PT or I'm going to do gym classes now. That's, that's my thing now. I love the gym, gym. I live for the gym. So clearly I need a career in that. That's not what it means at all. It's actually about embracing the work that you are currently in and cultivating a passion for it. This might mean, you know, growing to love the daily challenges that you face within that daily grind or finding deep satisfaction in creative problem solving that your job asks you to do even if it's not your first passion that springs to mind. And I know that might sound quite controversial because this approach does somewhat contrast sharply with the often preached do what you love mantra, which suggests dropping everything to chase your passions. Now, while following your heart is definitely valuable, it does overlook the beauty and the fulfillment that can come from growing to love the work that you're in at the moment. I'm not saying that if you're absolutely miserable, you shouldn't leave, but it doesn't stop you from completely embracing your work and loving it. Now, why not just follow your passion, right? That's an option because turning a beloved hobby into a job can potentially strip away its joy, which in turn makes it just another mundane task. I actually remember my personal trainer telling me how he had fallen out of love with the gym for that very reason. He hated training because he spent his whole life in the gym training other people. It became his work. Again, my sister, she can't watch Grey's Anatomy, 24 hours in A&E, none of those really interesting shows, which I love to watch because for her, it feels that she's back at work. So instead, the key lies in the value and impact of your work. So when your work aligns with a greater purpose, even tasks that initially felt a little mundane can become sources of joy, sources of fulfillment. They can make you feel good. They can make you feel accomplished. You can set yourself up for a fantastic day. So the question is, how can you start loving what you do? Well, firstly, I try and focus on the value that you bring and the impact that your work has. Look at the bigger picture And also look at the smaller things too. 
even if you help someone with a small task, think about how that has helped them, how you've eliminated frustrations. If I helped my colleague with a Excel spreadsheet because they simply couldn't do something with the cells, I know that I've saved them a ton of time. I've made their life tons easier and they're going to be so grateful that I assisted them. And to me, I'm grateful to have the opportunity to help them throughout that day. I take joy in being a helpful colleague because I am overall working towards a big common goal with my colleagues. And all it takes is a flip in your perspective and looking at the value that you're currently generating for yourself and the other people. So it doesn't matter how tiny it is. You have to really look and be present in what you're doing. Whether you're developing software that supports you know, a not-for-profit company or you're crafting the perfect latte, which for me means that you're literally pouring daily happiness into a cup for me and into my life. It's recognizing your contribution to something which is bigger and that can transform your outlook on your work. Remember, it's not about a job title or the daily tasks, but the meaning and the purpose behind them. So if you find value in your work, you'll discover that there's a wellspring of motivation and satisfaction that you can find. And you're going to make every day an opportunity to do something meaningful and positively contribute to your cause. So I want to close this episode by asking you to challenge yourself to shift your perspective. So instead of longing for different work, try to find value in what you do. By embracing our current roles and the potential that they hold, we can turn every day into a step towards a more fulfilled, a more passionate life that we live. And I do hope that by loving what you do, when you are faced with the adversities, which I am going to talk about in the next episode, you're already feeling mentally stronger, mentally prepared in order to tackle those challenges. You're more secure, you're more confident, you're just more well-rounded. And on my next episode, I'm going to talk to you about how I've had to deal with cutthroat colleagues, workplace bullying, and how to rise to the top without sinking to their level. As we wrap up, I just want to say thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to me. Any engagement like this will fuel the journey and it's just a joy to share it with you. And I want to leave you with a challenge. So some call it a call to action. I'm just going to call it a challenge. Find a nugget of joy in your daily work, nurture it, let it transform your approach. And that shift in perspective, it can turn the ordinary into the extraordinary. And if today's message has struck a chord with you, let's inspire a wave of purpose-driven work one conversation at a time. Pass it on, inspire others, and we'll have a happier place around us. Thanks so much for listening and speak to you next time.